We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final bankroll builder of the 2019-2020 NFL season. We're going to be talking showdown, talking some Super Bowl, but also the biggest game happening this weekend, the Roto-Grinders pickup basketball game. Haven't been able to do a full swole cast these past few weeks, so I thought, why don't we get a two-man swole cast crew going here? I am joined, of course, by Mr. Tuttle05. How you doing, Tuttle? I'm doing well. I mean, Kitchen's on the other side now. Anyway, we can't have him and David. Like, imagine Davis trying to play basketball. I thought for a second when they were figuring out how the the game was going to work that if it was going to be three on three, we could get a swole cast three on three going, uh, yep. an all swole cast team. But uh, that's not how it broke. Yeah, I was kind of thinking we would have a yeah, same as you have a shot at a, a swole cast team, but it didn't happen. Yep. So, I mean, so if you guys aren't paying attention, uh, there is this basketball game going on. Uh, Tuttle and I were drafted by Big T. Uh, I think Tuttle uh, was grossly undervalued in that draft, slipping to the third round. I heard uh, you've been playing with a big chip on your shoulder, and I, I definitely oh, yeah. think you have a case. Yeah, huge chip on the shoulder. I mean, it's not like I'm any good at basketball, but still, you know, I can make it up and down the court. Which I mean, so there are some people drafted, you know, earlier on that I don't, I don't know if they can even do that. I know. Oh, I just realized I forgot to tweet this out, so I'm going to multitask a little bit and uh, bump this. So our team, who we got, Big T, me, Kirkwood, Tuttle, our producer D Train on That's here, right. and then 
But I feel like I'm forgetting some guys he drafted but aren't necessarily going to play. Uh, chop. We got Chop. We got Chop. And what then if, Main Gone, and we drafted Hoop. He wasted a pick on Hoop, who's not going to show up. Do you got a scouting report on Chop? Any ideas? I don't. I don't. I feel like he might have the old man strength. I don't know, though. I don't, I don't have a huge scouting report on him. Yeah. So – my biggest – so I, I feel very good about our team, but as you've been seeing today, Dan, our captain is out of control right now, okay? He's in route to Nashville, theoretically driving, you know, 65, 70 miles per hour down the highway. He <laughs> apparently has gotten like three Honda Sonatas worth of action down on the Niners. He's posting screen grabs from his high school championship newspaper write-ups. He's in the Roto Grinder Slack. He's saying he's going to play basketball tomorrow when we yeah, have all he's this. he's doing too much. What is what is his deal right now, Tuttle? I'm concerned. It's too much. It's too much. I mean, we see DB. I mean, granted, he's not as old as DB, but DB already out, was already out there and tore a calf muscle. Yeah. We see Roth through his back out. I mean, he's tempting fate. Big T is. Big T is tempting fate for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't know what, what he's thinking. Expect, I hadn't heard about. Who is he playing basketball with tomorrow? I think him and JSU, who I haven't seen play, are playing for a grand. Oh, they're playing one-on-one? Yeah, they're playing one-on-one for, for a grand, I heard. Goodness. See, I was – my thing, I was starting to train for this mile prop bet I was going to do with Big T, and then I had two issues. One, I was training at a track, and there was six inches of snow, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing right now? And then also all this basketball stuff caught steam. And I, yep. I see Big Tuttle has filled that void playing someone a foot and a half his size one-on-one. Yeah, I mean, he, sh- he would just back him up or should back him up the whole <laughs> game. I would. What was your, you, your bet? You were going to give him like two laps on a mile or something? I was So the, what I wanted to do was find a way where it could turn into more of a race where whatever I needed to spot him for our difference, like where we could theoretically start and finish around the same time. Cause how funny would it be if I'm trying to like come around the turn and chase big T down with 200 <laughs> meters left. Dude, so um, you were, you were going to give him a half mile then, right? Well, we never see, I never got like an honest answer from him on what he could run. And I just felt there was way more risk. I was willing to do the bet for just me sub six, but once he included his time, I'm like, yeah, you don't just, know what, too many I don't variables. Know what he's capable of. And Big T has that like that rec basketball energy where I feel like he could play like a hundred games in a row and be fine, just surprisingly. You know, it's inexplicable. Yep. I mean, um, Big T was out here posting screenshot or uh, newspaper screenshots. I know. While he's driving to the to Rotor Grinders uh, <laughs> party, posting newspaper screenshots. So, yeah, I mean, he's. I don't know. He, I think he's more of an athlete than, than we realize. Let's hit some of these props up here that uh, there's a prop sheet here. You guys can find this on the Roto Grinders Instagram. Uh, if you don't have Instagram, I believe if you just do Instagram.com slash story slash Roto Grinders, which you can see right here, um, you can find it in the stories. And then there's a swipe up link. Look at me teaching all you who are, you know, presumably already young people. Yeah, this is new to me. <laughs> so then, yeah, there's a swipe up button here. Uh, you click that. You can do it via desktop and boom, it'll pull up this Google Doc uh, spreadsheet or whatever Google form. Put in your name. And uh, Devin, what are we, what are the winners getting for this? It's free, free stuff. Sorry, you might not have your audio on. Yeah, it says free stuff Friday, uh, one month RG premium, some stuff like that. So yeah, let's Tuttle and I will run through a couple of these. Uh, Tuttle, will Meansy play? Who do you got? I'm going yes on that. I, I think he's kind of slow rolling a, a bit, but I also think it's a little contingent now on if Roth plays or not. Yeah, I actually think he's more likely to pay, play if Roth plays. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, over under four and a half guys wearing running shoes. I'm kind of leaning under. Really? I just oh, that's easy think, over. That's easy over. I feel like there's guys going out to buy basketball shoes, but maybe a lot of the guys who aren't chirping in the slack aren't doing yep. that. Uh, will someone wear pants? I think, I think uh, no is still what like minus five hundred, but you're probably getting some good plus odds. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing the tights. I'm doing the tights. 
Yeah. We, I got to keep, I got to keep the legs warm with DB's terrible scheduling. Yeah. Over under two and a half headbands worn. We literally know, uh, uh he might wear it to himself. One. He might would double up and we, we would have had Dan DB rocking one. Yeah. Um, I'm on the fence. I have been, when I've been working out, I've been actually not literally using a headband for function, not for style. Cause I, I sweat a ton. So I'm not going to tip my hand there. That'd over be two under, on our team by itself though. That's true. Over under one and a half injuries. I mean, we're already at two now. Yeah. We need a ruling on this. Does like pre, does it, does it start before Sunday? It or says we... player must be forced out of game. So I'm going to guess. Okay, so yeah. In. I'm, I'm, I mean, I feel like if you take over that, you're, you're just like a bad person kind of. To me, what, okay, like big T threes made, I'm banging the over there at five and a half. Kitchen to me is such a wild card. I, I know that the dude could play in high school, good high school player. I have no clue what he, what he's like right now. Well, now that DB is out, we can just lock Kitchen down, right? That's the I move mean, on that team. Yeah. I mean, are you going to let, maybe let me box in one kitchen? You just don't want him to get the ball, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Over under three and a half Roth missed threes. I mean, so some of these are looking. This one's good. Over under two and a half uh, JSU shots blocked. <laughs> I haven't seen him play, have you? No. I don't have any tape on him. No. I, I mean, I, he impressed last year, supposedly. I, I didn't make it out last year, but supposedly he tore it up last year. Yeah, um, over under 0.5, overs that TikTok's created. Can't tip my hand there. Uh, you know, I got a TikTok account, too, just for this event. That's true. You guys got to uh, follow. T- What's your handle on TikTok? We'll allow the plug. I mean, I almost my video almost has as many likes as, or uh, views as your top one. I'm not going to brag oh, about geez. it or anything. At Mr. Tuttle 5 Here's the thing. My TikTok audience, I create – content on tiktok that's only appreciated by people on twitter that's kind of the uh yeah that's the problem we're we're dealing with here most total points um gary crane and brian most total who's brian do i know brian gary's the real old guy right yeah oh brian cruising okay um <laughs> I don't know on that. I'll take Brian on that. Yeah, some of these are good. Uh, total points: Head Chopper versus uh, <coughs> JJ uh, Dunkel. That one I feel he's, is a good he's one. talking a lot. He's talking a lot of crap in in our chat. Yeah, I could see I could see Dunkel being able to get a nice little mismatch in the post. He seems like he could. He yeah, could he's, he seems bodies. all right. Will there be an undefeated team? I'm taking. Oh, easy, yeah. Big T, yeah, here. Um, championship winner worth two points. I mean, come on, guys. If you're not banging. I mean, the thing that stinks is we could have at least built up a little drama without these injuries. Yep. But I just don't know how we get there now. Okay, so there's the easy, easiest question ever on this on this <laughs> prop sheet. Will there be a successful dunk? <laughs> okay. Who um, that- ca- like, is, is there a single person that has the capability? Can you dunk? Can you throw down? I can dunk a ping pong ball. Like I can get my hands here, but I mean, I can't yeah. palm and get yeah. a full thing. My peak was sophomore year of high school. I could get a, I could get a volleyball down and it's, it, but it's all been downhill from there. That's good for your height. That's very good. Yeah. That was when I was like peak, peak shape and it's nowhere near peak shape anymore. There's been a lot of information thrown out in the, uh, the Slack channel. One of the biggest ones that, like Cardi doesn't strike me as someone that does like an elaborate bit. Are you buying that? He used to be able to dunk. He's kind of, he's, he's a little lanky. So I wouldn't, yeah. I actually wouldn't be all that surprised. Yeah. He's Cardi's. If, if you have never met Cardi in person, he's a lot lankier than you would expect. Yeah. Um, all right. The, the chat's already getting, um, bored with us talking about this pickup game, but yeah, check out the prop sheet on the Instagram and you can win free stuff. Uh, I think we just gave you a lot of good insight into, uh, how to make your picks. Um, Tuttle, you have told me that you aren't as of now planning on max entering showdown. Are you going to, are you just going light in general you're not feeling this where, where are you coming out with the super bowl yeah just gonna enjoy it in general i think I'll, I'll play a little bit but overall probably be pretty light um definitely not 
grinding it as much as some of these guys. Like Big T out there with the $76,000 Steak <laughs> Kings package. Not me. That's, that's not going to be me, that's for sure. Um, you know, I've, I've looked it over, and we were talking a little bit about it before the show. There's not a whole lot of angles to shoot on DraftKings that haven't already been, like, beaten to death. And on FanDuel, I really think the only angle you can shoot is basically leave like four grand on the table if you're max if you're multi-entering. I think that's really the only move on FanDuel. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's not all that interesting just because of the pricing. I don't think FanDuel is. Such, I mean, my only FanDuel I'm playing is the free roll that Roto Grinders has for the Super Bowl party. So I went to you know make my line. It's like the most uninteresting format ever. I, I couldn't get excited even making yeah. my free roll lineup. You'll want to grab. I, I spent a few, couple minutes on that. Yeah. Well, the other thing that just stinks is like I was trying to, you know, I, I feel like on FanDuel, some of the chalk lineups are so obvious. And then I'm like, oh, well, I can differentiate it with the captain. I'm like, but when you don't have to pay up for the captain, I'm like, can I really justify putting right. in Kittle over Mahomes? Like, it just feels, I don't know. It yeah, it's an interesting format. Like I said, I really think the angle on FanDuel is basically just leave a bunch of salary on the table. Yeah, uh, you obviously don't have to do that on like you know our little Rotor Grinders tournament where we have what's yeah. it going to be like fifty people in there? Yeah, like small you know smaller tournaments or whatever. There you you don't have to take that approach. But if you're multi entering that nine dollar tournament with a million dollars up top, and it's such a top heavy prize pool, you don't you don't want to split it. Like, yeah. so there's, yeah, leave 4,000 on the table and basically go from there. Yeah. So what I'm going to do for my final bankroll challenge, I am going to play, I'm going to max that $3, uh, 20 max. And then okay. I'm going to put all of those lineups in the 10 too, because I would never forgive myself if one of those lineups, uh, did really well. So going, I'm going to be in for 260. You know, the thing, the three things I've been, you know, batting around in my head, obviously the most important thing is having like a unique or relatively unique lineup. And to me, it seems like there's three ways to do that. One, like you said, leaving a ton of salary on the table Two, through player selection, you know, maybe you're taking a stab on the Blake bell, the Kyle use check, what have you And three getting off of like the really obvious scripts, which is like shootout script or chiefs early lead with 49ers in catch-up mode. Maybe you do, you know, a couple kickers, couple defense, kind of like last year's. Are there any other ways that you can think of to get unique? And then of those kind of three types, what would you be prioritizing the most, if not all of them? Yeah, I guess the the if you think you could do the uh, San Francisco kind of just controls the the heck out of the clock type of thing, kind of like they did against Green Bay. It's not going to be nearly that successful. But if you go that route, I think it'd be interesting to – it sucks doing it. I like. I even hate talking about it, but be, like playing two San Francisco running backs together. Yeah. Um, you know, you, there is a scenario where Coleman and, and, and Mostert combine for 20 carries or so, 20 yeah. to 25. And if that's the case, it's possible both are in, you know, the game win- – or the, the winning overall lineup. But it's ugly. I, I think there are some – you'll have to – I think that is the preferred approach, though, is kind of going across or going away from the optimal build. I think it's on, on DraftKings because of the pricing. I think it's pretty obvious that kind of the the build is going to be including like a George Kittle, a Jimmy Garoppolo, just because they're so cheap. Yeah. Um, I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to be in the most normal builds just because he's so expensive. So I think just finding guys outside of the normal build patterns are going to be kind of the guys that you want to go overweight on. So Tyreek Hill is the, the guy that's the, the leading candidate for me in terms of if you're trying to get, you know, unique lineup construction, I think. Yeah. Um, we got Yes Man in the chat wondering where everyone's at. You cowards, no more lurking. Reveal yourself in the chat if you are there. What, where are you leaning on the Tevin Coleman thing? Do you think he's going to go? Yeah, he was a full participant today, supposedly. Nobody on the injury report anymore. I was kind of hoping he wouldn't go. And then I feel like Brita would have been a really nice play with everyone just thinking, Oh, he got benched. He hasn't played at all, but it was like, he got benched. And then the other game or last game when, uh, when Coleman got hurt, like they were planning on just Mostert and Coleman. So then they just used Mostert cause they hadn't worked with Brita at all that week. Yeah. Whereas I would have thought leading up to the Super Bowl, Brita would be getting more touches in practice 
with Coleman doubtful, but it sounds like my, that theory is, is out the window. Yeah. I mean, the thing too, with that kind of, you know, the running backs are, it's so unpredictable. Like people, he's going to play the hot hand. Shanahan's going to play the hot hand. And that was kind of the angle we could take earlier in the season, but they've, or, or I mean, even earlier in the tournament or the, uh, playoffs that's the word I'm looking for even (laughs) even earlier in the playoffs like there was leverage to be found with Tevin Coleman but then after the Tevin Coleman explosion game DraftKings did such a bad pricing job pricing that Mostert was only 4,300 on that main slate and they've they've fluctuated pricing a little bit too much that there's really no good angles to take still really with these running backs like if if Brita would have been if if they would have been without Coleman you could have yeah possibly taken some shots at Brita and honestly, that might still potentially be, be the move in large tournaments if you're really wanting to find a lower owned guy. Yeah. But I don't know. There, who, like, who, who are you going to take? There's no low owned or no low priced options in this game to really yeah. take. Like Darwin Thompson might get on the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Darwin's the like, you know, if Damian gets banged up for a series. I mean, they're going to have to give Darwin a couple touches, right? You'd think. And he was, he's obviously playing ahead of Shady McCoy at this point in time. Um, but who – so here's a prop for you. More touches, Darwin or uh, Brita? Wow. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I will say Brita. And then who has – so would Tom, but does Darwin have the out for more touches? So like, is there, I feel like Darwin still has the path, the higher upside path. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is, you know, still clutching to those, you know, preseason draft shares of, you know, <laughs> he, he was going to be the, the zero RB league winner, but yeah, I mean, I think the thing he, he definitely has more outs, you know, the thing about, the 49ers, it's like they've kind of been the the Patriots, you know, backfield in the sense where it was always just like, oh, just take the cheapest one. You know, whoever's getting drafted latest because they shake it around so much. And it does seem like I want to capitalize on that situation of this overconfidence in Mostert right now when we have seen them jerk it around. I mean, maybe right. it is just going overweight on Tevin is the yeah, way to back. do it. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. yeah. Going back to Kat Tevin could definitely be just flip-flopping basically. Yeah. Like, like we already said, it's, it's going to be the hot hand is basically how they're going to, they're going to treat it. I think most hurts going to get, he's going to get the most, most opportunity at getting or developing that hot hand. Yeah. But like we saw, if Tevin gets going, um, could very easily be him. I, I do think, and I saw a shout out to uh, two hats, Leone. I, I saw Leone talking about this on Twitter but I think the best move, if you're not playing DFS, is basically take unders on Mostert props. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the the move to best be able to capitalize on that uh, San Francisco running back situation. Yeah. Yeah, there was one that I didn't mind that was his overall yardage that include receiving. I think it was at like 69 or 70, which nice. didn't seem too bad. Very nice. Um, I But that was also – I didn't – I don't know if Cardi has updated. See, Cardi still has Mostert projected for big-time usage. He has him at 98 yards and 14 receiving yards. Okay. But I don't know – that was last updated four hours ago. Let me see what he has Tevin Coleman yeah, what does he have now? Tevin in there? Let's see. Okay, that's why. He doesn't have Tevin in, in the pool right now. Cardi's out here working on his vertical lead. <laughs> he's on dusting, off the, dusting off the T-Max. Yeah, he's out here on Twitter asking for investment advice to talk about he's gearing up for baseball season. Can't even get Tevin Coleman in the player. <laughs> no, well, there he is right there. Why didn't he show up? Yeah, I, I, have him for, I have him for four points here. Oh, here this we is go. This is what uh, showing up in my player pool for the Blitz. Oops, sorry. Yeah, I uh, – I miss that, but still it's, I mean, he still has Mostert at, you know, 105 total yards, which smashes what you can get for that at, at a lot of books. Right. So what we have Mostert projected for, or he's projecting Mostert for about 75% of the work. Yeah. Is, and that seems obviously pretty steep. Yep. It's possible. Yeah. But it's steep. It looks like in our uh, 
bet he or our bet uh matt Breida he has at 1.6 rush attempts to darwin's 0.8 um but yeah it's so is it for from your perspective um let's talk about the captain slot because that's obviously another one of the few places we can get some leverage you know i've been thinking about who are some of these mid-tier guys you know thinking about tevin coleman thinking about Emmanuel Sanders, even, you know, it's so gross, but Sammy Watkins, the guys we know have the capability to have a elite or a, a slate winning game, but are going to be really low owned at captain. Are you interested in getting unique there? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I am. <laughs> I mean, if you're going in that mid tier, yeah. it's interesting just because I really like if you're building, I'm so used to just building, cash lineups or three-man lineups for these things yeah. and if you're doing that i just think the the such opt or such easily optimal lineup construction in those is going either kittle or jimmy g at captain and so i think a lot of builds will start with that the second most popular possibly the most popular in tournaments though are just going to be people smashing in patrick mahomes as yeah. the captain and that's what we have projected for for ownership or jamino ran that by me a little bit earlier this week we had Mahomes is the top overall projected uh, captain spot, which is it's going to happen, but that's allocating so much salary. The guy that I think, or the guys, I should say, that I think that are not going to see a ton of captain ownership, but I think are decent options would be like a Debo Samuel and then uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I much prefer, De- prefer Debo if you can make it happen. Uh, but it's not very easy. You yeah. still have to sacrifice some stuff. But if you go Emmanuel Sanders, you can. I mean, you can pretty much build an all-star lineup with the rest of your lineup if you go with with Manny Sanders at captain. Yeah, yeah, he's one. I my current twenty build. I have five Sanders captains, five Debo captains, five Sammy Watkins captains, and five Jimmy G captains. Of just trying to get on a unique construction away from you know the standard yeah and jimmy g i think jimmy g will be popular for those that utilize projections and projection sources to optimize their lineups but i don't think he's going to be a very popular casual selection at captain just because of what happened last game and kind of recent memory he he hasn't had very many spike performances um so i I don't think jimmy g is going to be all that popular in terms of like casual captain ownership yeah but i do think um, he'll be fairly popular with those people using projections. And I mean, if you're if you're running out of Mahomes captain in like the big ten dollar, actually, let me quickly plug. Uh, I got a showdown um, league here for viewers. Looks like we have fourteen spots left. I am going to post this in the chat right now. If you guys want to come, ten dollars, uh, fifty people um, for the big million dollar one. If Mahomes is your captain, I mean you really have to make an avenue where you get unique, where maybe you're fading both Tyreek and Kelsey, or you're using both Hardman and DeMarcus, right? Like you can't use him and expect to be non-duped with even one of Kelsey or Hill. I have to imagine. Yeah, no, I I don't think so. Um, Yeah. You have to get unique. And I guess my question is how unique is, is Hardman going to be? Because I think he's the pretty obvious He's the sexy tournament choice. He's my favorite tournament choice. I'm sure we, we answered expert survey, I think, last week, but he was the first guy that I wrote down, his favorite tournament option. He's the you know, he's the candidate that can score a bunch of different ways. He, he has the upside because of, of how fast he is. He returns kicks, and he's cheap. He's, the, he's basically the only cheap option on the slate that you can kind of foresee with an explosive game. Yeah. So it, it does make you wonder how a how owned he's going to be. I, I, again, I think this will determine on, you know, size of tournaments, the price point of those tournaments, I think in higher, higher buy-in stuff, I think Miko Hardman's actually could be fairly high owned, like maybe in that 30% range. Yeah. And you were talking about building all-star teams with uh, Sanders at captain, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you put the Hardman at captain, um, you can do some interesting things there. I almost feel like if you use Hardman, I know it's kind of like a running joke, the the double dip with the with the defense. But if you do go that route with Hardman, I think the way to be unique is using it like with the defense and maybe Damian Williams and actually not with Mahomes and hoping that he has like an end around or a kick return or something. Because I do think 
Hardman with Mahomes because everyone's going to get Mahomes. They're going to get one of Kelsey or Hill, and then they're going to want another pass catcher, and everyone's going to gravitate to Hardman. Yeah, I actually think that's a good cause is doing it without Mahomes. Um, if you're, if, again, this is more if you're looking for unique lineup construction. We're not, we're not yeah. necessarily talking optimal lineup construction no. here. But if you're looking for the unique construction, yeah, Hardman with Damian Williams, I think is actually a pretty interesting yeah. approach. Yeah. Um, also, if you guys didn't see, uh, Eric Bimeford did a Slate IQ article looking at kind of historical trends for these type of games. And I always like looking at that stuff uh, because he talks about, you know, the, the most optimal allocation for how many Chiefs or how many 49ers you're using in a lineup and he did it for a couple different script scenarios um he found that at least in if you want to play like the game going under um he ended up liking i believe it was like a 3v3 more but in the over he thought the uh the 4v2 and 2v4s um had pretty good leverage in the context of a blowout i think it's so much harder, right? If, if both teams are massively going off to have like a five, one, right. Yep. Um, so that's something to think about too, is just the amount of teams you're allocating. I assume how, how popular do you think uh, four 49ers and two chiefs will be? Do you think that can get you unique right off the bat? Yeah, I think so. And, and that's kind of the approach we were talking about a little bit earlier. If we think, if you think the 49ers or if you think there's a scenario where the 49ers can control the clock, not yeah. necessarily to the extent that they did against Green Bay, but kind of similarly to that, then, yeah, that's kind of the, the lineup construction or the build that can automatically lead you to kind of unique construction. Yeah. Um, Cobra in the chat, can Mahomes really not be in a winning showdown lineup? The, the issue isn't him being in a winning showdown lineup. I think we would all, both agree, or most of us would agree that he probably will be, but it's that you're going to be splitting that lineup, you know, 250 different ways. And depending how many lineups you're putting in, it's just a bad return on your investment. We're not saying he's a bad play. He probably yeah. will be in the winning lineup. It's just how do you build a lineup that you don't have to split with 500 other people? Um. Right. Let's see. What else was I going to say? What I know, uh, you, you said you might not be one fifteeing this one. I've, I've enjoyed lately getting more familiar with kind of like the build rules and stuff in lineup HQ. And, you know, sometimes they're like intuitive or, you know, I want to choose between one of Emmanuel Sanders or Debo, or I want to have Max here. But again, on this unique slate with so many people playing, do you think there's merit to almost kind of throwing out some of those more uh, intuitive build rules and just hoping you get on a really funky combination? Yeah. I mean, I can see it. We've seen it. We, I mean, Drew B on Twitter, we've seen him dominate showdowns before. Um, and I think he's actually stated, I, I would have to go back at some of his tweets. I think he's actually stated some of the game, some of the ones he, is most successful in or some of the showdowns he's most successful in are the ones that kind of have just a really random scenario um, or really random output just because nobody else is on those builds. And so you're not, not only are you winning if you land on the right build, but you're also not splitting that prize pool with, you know, hundreds of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is too where, you know, we're talking about Hardman. He seems like a guy that, you know, if the Super Bowl was two days after the conference championship game, you might have been able to sneak him through. But the the hype is just building so much. It's now trying to kind of react. I wonder if on the other side, you know, like the 49ers version of Hardman, uh, not as exciting as a talent, but Kendrick Bourne, I feel like isn't getting quite as much buzz. Do you think there might be some leverage there? Yeah, I think the thing with Bourne and why he's not getting buzz is just the the 49ers, we know they're not going to throw the ball as much. Um, yeah. You know, if you th- I think Bourne makes more sense in scenarios where you think the, the 49ers are playing from behind. Yeah. Um, granted, he has caught touchdown passes recently as well, so he's kind of buoyed himself even without volume alone. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I think the reason why Hardman's getting hype is just because of the offense he's a part of basically. Yeah. And people were slow to catching on before last game. And they're finally catching on that Hardman's snap count is trending up. He's starting to out snap Demarcus Robinson, who, I mean, he was miserable against, um, but two games ago, 
forgetting who against the Titans. Um, or that was the last game. He was two games ago. He was miserable where he dropped a bunch of passes against the Texans. There we go. Yeah. Uh, a little bit better against the Titans, but still, Michael Hardman outsnapped Demarcus Robinson. He's starting to act more as that wide receiver three. Yeah. So that's kind of why Michael is getting all that buzz, and I think he's worthy of it just because you can see him. Like he's he's got the ability um, to kind of be utilized in different ways, which is why he's exciting. Yeah. What are your thoughts on how do you think about correlations with kickers in defense, mainly just like the interplay of, say, those four, you know, the the two defenses, two kickers? I think the prevailing wisdom is you typically don't want to use the kicker and D from the same team. How, how do you think about those correlations? Because it does seem like kicker and specifically defense might be another good leverage spot on this slate. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be ugly no matter – I think – any way of using a defense or any, yeah, basically any combination of using a defense in this game is just going to be counterintuitive just because the, the common thought is that these offenses are going to smash. So I don't honestly with defense, I don't think you have to get too crazy in terms of trying to find kind of unique constructions with your defense. Yeah. I think I'm trying to see you here, what we have for ownership projections on defense. Looks like we got 49ers at 18% and the chiefs at 21%. Yeah. And that's typically quite a bit lower than what we do see in these showdowns. We typically see, we can see some defenses in, in solid showdown matchups into that 34 to 40% range. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are playing defense, I, I, I honestly think that's going to be unique enough where you don't really have to worry about getting the unique, uh, kicker correlations there because really what you're hoping for is the pick six or you know the strip sack that turns to a touchdown because that can still get there in a super high scoring game yeah i mean well we saw it oh my gosh why am i drawing a blank was it are you going to reference that rams Chiefs shootout no where did we see it well we saw in the pro bowl (laughs) oh i know (laughs) i don't know honestly that might be what i'm thinking we I, I was thinking my mind is all mixed now that we're out of NFL season, but yeah, we yeah. saw, we, we did see it in the pro bowl where, I mean, obviously the, the uh, offense is probably going to actually try to tackle the yeah. defense if they get a turnover in, in this game. But yeah, right. we, we've seen it in high scoring games before the pro bowl is obviously not really a good, uh, good measure or an example of that, but we've seen it before. Right. And I think the, the thing that I could see happening is, you know, where I, I have pulled up right now, just looking at the descending salaries and, it's not, again, it, it's like running a race, right? Like you don't have to break the, the a certain time barrier. You just have to beat all the people in the race. And I think a lot of people, Hardman becoming such a sexy name now, people still like DeMarcus, maybe a little born, but you're looking around here and it's like, could, you know, the Chiefs defense outscore Nicole Hardman? I mean, of course they could. And if, if you have any leverage there, um, you're just trying to pick you know, the one or two guys down here that are going to outscore the rest of these bottom feeders. Yeah. And I mean, you, you did the comparison of the chiefs in, in Hardman, but like 49ers and Bourne, I think would even be more like, yeah, 49ers defense. They can generate pressure. They can definitely, you know, outscore Kendrick Bourne for that same yeah. price point. And I think that's why it's such like a mind trip with these things, because I think we're all naturally gravitate towards these correlations of like, okay, I'm using the defense, which means it's a low scoring game. And I have the running backs in there, but I think you can still tell yourself a story, if you will, of, you know, the 49ers getting a pick six and this game still, you know, being a 60 point shootout. Um, All right. Let's see, Tuttle. You wanna you wanna build a lineup? Uh, actually, no. We need a terrible take. I, I primed you for this too. You primed me, but what can my terrible take be? We've already talked about it. Like Nicole Hardman can't be my terrible take, nah. and he's the cheapest guy that I would like feel confident playing. I don't feel confident with Matt Breida getting touches. I don't feel confident with Darren Thompson getting touches. I was um, hoping you would come in with the like. 150 Dante Pettis lineups. Let's go. Like just a <laughs> true old school Tuttle, like jamming in the obscure guy. But, but I mean, a guy that's going to be on the field, Richie James, baby. There's your, yeah. where's your Richie James, San Francisco defense combination. Well, oh, wait, am I outing my, did I, oops, he was in my excluded pool. This is bad, Tuttle. You're Richie? You're, Richie. What oh, my this, gosh. So what, he, he's their, their kick returner, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, uh, I mean, if you're thinking, I mean, talk about a leverage. That's the that's the double dip no one will have, right, Richie James with the 49ers D? 
Pretty much, yeah. Let's see how conference championship game. He four on punt return. He had four snaps on punt return, four on kick return. Yeah, there's your there's your double dip. He All actually right. he lined up out wide twice. Here we go. This is how you build a lineup. Richie <laughs> James, captain. You go 49ers. Oh, gosh. Then you go Mahomes, Tyreek, Damian, Kelsey. Log you, can't, you can't do the cap. You can't do it. You can't do the captain. He's got what is? Is he the only two hundred? I haven't even looked that close. Is he the only two hundred player that will be on the field though? That's that's the thing. I mean, I I literally didn't know about Daniel Helm Yelder. Yelder might be Sherman will be on the field, right? Yeah, Sherm. Sherm could vulture a, a touchdown there. Um, we got Bobby Gomes in the chat. He likes San Francisco Mostert. I, I think Mostert's kind of interesting in that, <coughs> to me, it, this this goes back for me of, like, how weird this DFS season has been where it's like, you know, Will Fuller stinks for five weeks and everyone's on him or Diggs blows up for a 50-burger. No one plays him the next week because they don't like the matchup. It's like the, the prevailing thought would be Mostert coming off of this absurd game in the conference championship everyone's going to jam him in and yet I kind of feel like people are just now like no they're going to be behind and they're going to have to throw a lot like could there could Mostert potentially come in under what he should be I think partially if he does it'll be driven by price because he's not cheap so yeah I mean we have him we still have him projected as the fourth highest owned player on the slate yeah still even had his price tag um, which I think, yeah, I, I think that could happen, but, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to be like, he's not going to be unowned yeah. under owned, I guess would be your definition of under owned, but I, I don't think there's no, I, I don't think he's going to be under owned to the point where you're going to like, he's some unique player or anything like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Yes, man. You see in my account, I have $14 and 85 cents left. Uh, I do reserve the right to reload again. This is what happened to me. Tuttle the beginning of the week. I had my, like, you know, I'm in lineup HQ. I'm looking at my exposures, setting up my build rules. I knew what I was going to play locked in. Then I enter the point in the week where, you know, you see something on Twitter, you hear someone, Oh, that's interesting. And you start just firing off lineups on your phone, just one offs. That's when I know I'm in the dangerous portion of the week. And so to your point, yes, man, when this show is over, I will fire off a Ricky James captain team for you. Um, <laughs> so if you, oh, I, I just, I just went through it real quick. So if you're looking for somebody that's going to be cheap, that's on the field, your basic options are Blake bell, the bell dozer. Mm-hmm. He's going to be actually on the field and Richie James. Yeah. Those are pretty much your, who's going to be on the field uh, in the conference championship last or two weekends ago. Yelder was only on the field for two snaps, did not run her out. Yeah. And Sherman was only on the field for six snaps. Yeah. So, yeah, Richie James, I guess, is like, you know he's going to get a touch. Yeah. And, again, I mean, we're talking, too, like, we're, if you're trying to win a million dollars here, like, you, you can go with the siege logic, right? Like, you can say, let's do a build, some builds where Damian Williams gets hurt in the fourth quarter and we play – a, a lot of Darwin Thompson. I mean, that's that's probably the kind of logic you're going to need to really much, yeah. ship it. Or Ricky James, captain. Um, all right, Tuttle, let's build a lineup here, um, and let's build it through the framework of trying to win a million dollars without going total galaxy brain. <laughs> um, I will let you start. You can either jam a flex. You can take the captain. It's, it's, the, it's to you. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go Richie F- James in the – Flex. Okay, I like it. I'm not going to captain it, but uh, I'll, I'll go flex. Oh, oops. see, even I just forgot to tab over it. It still put him in there. You know, see, it's just <laughs> I'm, I'm good on that. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he has quite enough into in him to be an optimal captain build. I mean, what he'd have to return two touchdowns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, or um, his or his touchdown would have to be like an actual offensive play where he catches right. a long touchdown or, or run that gets a end around or something like that. Um, all right. So if you go Richie James, I will pair him up with the San Francisco D because imagine if he returns one and we didn't get to double dip, but we would never be able to live with ourselves. So we're already on, 
I would say we already are covering two of our boxes of having off the wall plays to get unique and an off the wall game script. So we're, we're checking a lot of boxes. Um, is it time to get some chalk in or what are you thinking? Well, this bill just wants to make me go Mostert captain. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, I do think that's the, the build here. Question. Why is it like ever there's always ownership projections, but I never see anyone do specifically captain ownership projections. Do we, we have, have we, we have them. Yeah. Is that in my, so I thought, Oh, see, but isn't this, the it's same? not, it's not on your HQ though. Oh, okay. Where are those? Those are know. on our projected ownership page. Okay. Things you learn, make videos all year for Roto grinders <laughs> and didn't know that the captain uh, there. So I just learned something. I will check those out. Um, all right. So we got Mostert, we got Ricky James, we got 49ers. I'm I'm guessing we're done with Niners, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we can definitely eat some chalk here. I mean, I guess the question I have to talk through, I'm curious your thoughts. If we are projecting this script, I mean, we can still play Mahomes, right? Because if they get down, say they're down two touchdowns, I mean, he's, he's going to throw the ball like 60 times, right? Yeah, you're basically just if you're playing 49ers defense, you're basically hoping for a touchdown anyway. Yeah. All right. So let's jam in Mahomes. Um that still allows us um it doesn't allow us two of Hill, Williams, and Kelsey, uh, but you can get one of them and then you gotta probably drop down from You there, can go right? Kelsey and Williams to fill it out, basically. Oh, you're right. That does fill out. But do you, what do you think? Is how about this? Looking at this, do you think this lineup is duped? <laughs> do I think it's duped with a hundred? Um, I mean, <laughs> there's so many entries. How many entries are there in this thing? Four hundred seventy thousand. Yeah, it's it will be duped. Oh, um, <laughs> so it'll be duped, but. I, I, I think I agree with you, but I probably like two or three dupe. And then if you were to drop down from Kelsey to Williams to anyone else, you're probably not duped. Yeah. Once you're starting to leave the thousand on this table, the problem is though, you can't, if there was like, like I'm not dropping down to Sammy, screw that guy. Yeah. Um, like maybe drop down Mahomes to Tyreek. Then you're not duped. So you run out, okay, Tyreek, Kelsey, and Williams, and just assume like Mahomes <laughs> throws three interceptions or something. Or even, I mean, even in this build, if he's if he throws three touchdowns or two touchdowns, yeah, you're still fine. If those right. touchdowns are funneled to Tyreek and Kelsey, you're fine. Yeah. So this is the ultimate. This this lineup is basically the ultimate. San Francisco gets to an early lead. They're milking clock, and Kansas City's able to get yardage but not score lineup. Yeah, basically. And see this, I mean, this is the kind of the fun thing about the showdowns is that this lineup, you can't, I mean, the Richie James thing is obviously absurd and like a needle in the haystack thing. Yeah. We don't want to get too, too aggressive with that. You don't want to get too aggressive with it, but at least we can pretty confidently look at this lineup and say, there is (laughs) a path that this game script could go and it won't be duped. I mean, that's like the best you could. There really might be like for. a 1% chance that yeah. it, it breaks this way, but hey. Well, and the other thing you could do, and I would say like, you know, if if I were going to do this, I would probably cycle through some, um, a couple of these other cheap guys in the Richie James slot, just being like, I kind of like this script with most certain 49ers. Um, you know, maybe I throw in, uh, a use check, you know, or something there, or maybe, maybe you do go up and you get a Tevin Coleman and you come down from one of these guys or something like that, that double running back you were talking about, just something to get you on a unique script. Um, yeah, we got Brian Winchester in the chat wanting us to drop down from Kelsey to Hardman. Uh, you and everybody <laughs> yeah, else, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hardman is That's going the move there. What do you think he's going to end up being his, what do we have him at right now? Ownership. We have, we have him, him 27%. Could you see that being as high as like 35 by Sunday? Again, I think it just depends on type of contest. Yeah. Because I do think like the, the $10 is going to be so many casuals. Yeah. That I don't think 
his ownership's going to go out of out of control. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty clearly the cheap option. Where you know, once you get to higher stakes and guys that aren't just doing this casually, I think he'll be pretty high owned for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hopefully we gave you some food for thought. Every time you Richie go to James, sit, baby. Richie James, yeah. Every time you go to put McCole Hardman in a lineup, just slap yourself on the wrist and be like, no. And look, I'm talking with the caveat of if you want to win a million dollars by yourself, then McCole Hardman is probably <coughs> not okay to do it unless you're willing to get really aggressive with a different script. Um, Tuttle, any final words about people as they approach this Super Bowl Sunday? I got nothing. I mean, if, if Richie James goes off and scores a touchdown, make sure to make sure to add us. That's right. And if he if he doesn't, we'll be too drunk to uh, to care. Uh, Tuttle, what uh, any other final words for this big pickup game going? You know, Team Big T looking strong for now. Yeah, I think they're just gonna they're gonna regret passing on me the first couple of rounds. I'm coming in with a chip on the shoulder. Yeah, and I think we're I think we're gonna steamroll pretty pretty easily. So. Yep. I believe there will be some footage. I saw someone asking if there was going to be a live stream. I don't know about that. I think they're going to get some footage. I'm sure there'll be some periscopes. Uh, Tuttle is going to be grinding the TikTok streets for sure. And uh, let's see. Oh, one other thing, guys. Uh, Sharp side, they have that uh, app uh, pick contest going. I believe it's after you get five correct picks in a row, you start getting paid out. Uh, on those i i've seen some screenshots of people already in the uh the streaks there tuttle you've been grinding any prop bets i got my streak up to three baby there it is there it is yeah i got the the deets here yeah you get paid when your streak gets over five for your lock bets uh anything minus 140 or less uh will get you uh an active bet there so definitely check that out shout out to our producer d train aka a member of Team Big T. We got three yeah. of our starting five right here. I mean, I, I, I like this synergy we're building. I like um, it. All right, for Tuttle, for D-Train, for Team Big T, I'm Peter Overzek. Let your lineups tell a story this weekend, guys. 